Seaside toffee. Toffee apples. Sticky toffee pudding. There's loads of toffees that we like. But speaking of puddings, let's hope that we don't make a meal out of the weekend's game against Everton and that it's us, the victors, toasting a triumph at Goodison Park. This is Talk of the Trinity. And welcome to the latest edition of Talk of the Trinity podcast. I am still just about Baz Barrett. I am not joined in person or virtually by Mr. Trinity himself, Will Forrest. But do not worry, you will be hearing his views later on in the podcast. But if you can't wait until then, where you can always hear Mr. Trinity's views is on our Twitter page at Talk Trinity, whereby we are keeping you up to date with all the latest filler news, rumours. There's even a poll or two on there for your... Just get involved, you know, in terms of the starting lineup, score predictions, transfer rumours, just absolutely everything. Getting your input in there, really appreciate it. Or if you want to reminisce on a time where you could see both me and Mr Trinity together at the same time, you can check out the visual episodes on our YouTube channel, Talk of the Trinity, or... If you like what you're listening to and the audio version is right up your street, then you can check out our audio providers, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Google. We are also on FanHub and perhaps some other areas as well. But speaking of all areas covered, it does lead us into having to talk about what happened at Villa Park last Saturday in the 12.30 12.30 kickoff when Arsenal came to town and went away with the three points. Aston Villa 2, Arsenal 4. And you may have heard the saying of, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. You may also need to come to terms with the other saying it to do with life of, sometimes it just kicks you in the balls and all you can do is just roll around on the floor for a bit until the pain goes away. Which is why this podcast is coming out late later in the week I mean just before um, the weekend's action because metaphorically speaking we have been rolling around this week trying to come to terms with what happened at Villa Park and that image that moment of Arsenal's third goal the ball bouncing back off Martinez's head over the line and then him steaming up the field to try and uh, make amends and leaving Arsenal open for the fourth. But funnily enough, I'm going to say in terms of one of the most positive things I found about that game was after the game, you would expect a, a manager or former managers of Villa to talk about, oh, you know, great performance from the lads. You know, we kept in the game till the very end and, you know, we, we're unlucky. Not Unai Emery. He was having none of it. He was talking about how disappointed he was with the performance and in respect to when Villa went one up early on that the game plan that he set went out the window. And 
I think long term, that is going to be a positive mindset for this team that Emery expects more from this team. He does not put too much stock in being a gallant loser, you know, the runner up. He wants this team to win. And he believes that if they execute his game plan, that they will win. And we have seen evidence of that already in his reign at Villa. And, you know, I like it. Uh, I like it, you know, in terms of not accepting second best, which Emery is. And, you know, we've talked about in terms of the January transfer window, not too many incomings, expecting more in the summer. And the Emery revolution, you know, in terms of he's dropping those hints that if the players that he's got at his disposal at the moment for the rest of the season don't live up to his standards and are not able to put in the game plan that he wants, then he will more than happily go and get some more, you know, in terms of players who he thinks will. And, you know, with his long-term contract, he would expect the board to back him. And speaking of that tactical plan, we did talk about in the preview about how, you know, we almost didn't really spend much time talking about the shape because we thought it'd be 4-4-2, you know, no surprises to see here. But there was a bit of a surprise in terms of that lineup in playing Bundir and Coutinho together in the team. It was something that Gerard tried on occasion, but we weren't particularly expecting Unai Emery to play in that way. But but he did, and it seemed to surprise Arsenal. You know, based on you know Villa being able to get that early goal and that shape in midfield. You know, there was a diamond on occasion. Bundir Coutinho tailed behind Watkins on occasion so it did leave Arsenal guessing and you know especially in terms of the early performance Arsenal I think they were taken aback they weren't on it but Villa certainly were especially in that first half they were chasing every opportunity every lost cause every poor pass from Arsenal and you know that that was the story of the first half really and contributed to Villa going 2-1 up I mean the, the first goal just playing through the lines you know Arsenal not really defending very well and Villa taking full advantage. Another great finish from Ollie Watkins. We've feel like we spent most of the time with Ollie Watkins has been a Villa talking about how he's not a natural finisher. Whisper it quietly. Is he developing into one under Emery? I mean his goal scoring record is standing up to scrutiny under Emery and another good finish. I mean I'd say in terms of that first goal, great finish, terrible defending. And in terms of the, the second goal, you could say something similar. You know, another great finish, but Arsenal did allow themselves to be cut up um, to allow that precision passing play to the edge of the box. But, you know, it's still a great finish for Coutinho. You can see how much he meant to him when the goal went in. And continuing the theme of good finish, terrible defending, I think that does sum up Arsenal's first goal, really. Saka, you know, great finish. Can't deny that, but pretty much anywhere else Mink should have been heading that and I think he was trying to say afterwards oh you know where else was he meant to put it um, behind I think for one but we spend a lot of time talking about Mings but he signed a new contract the position hasn't changed currently in terms of defenders currently in the squad at Villa's disposal we do not have any better than Mings and the team suffers when he is not in it currently so you have to have the rough of this move with Mings and the rough <laughs> was very much heading the ball straight back into the penalty box to allow Saka to score. Then 
you know, Shinchenko's second goal, you know, nice finish on the edge of the box, but a bit too easy in terms of that finish. And, you know, shithousery happened kind of at the end. And I'm not talking about Martinez's attempt to probably waste about 20 minutes of time on his own before that goal went in. But, you know, there were other positives as well. Duran came on. Again, he looks lively. Is he going to get a start? In terms of you'd expect the current shape, if it is one up front, just Watkins, you'd expect no. But, you know, he's certainly working his way into the equation. And on the basis he wasn't an MRA signing, we don't think. The job of the scouting team, we believe, identifying him as a target and bringing him in. You think perhaps might take a little bit more time to get into MRA's good books. But if he carries on with performances like that, then, you know, he, you can see why the scouting team were so keen to bring him in, even with the change of manager. But, you know, I mean, you can prove anything with statistics. That was second game in a row at home. Villa conceded four, third defeat in a row. But, you know, there's signs of positivity, things to work on. And, you know, that's what you'd expect from a mid-table team, really which is what we are. Although from a personal perspective, it was nice to see Matty Cash back in the team. I mean, I think in terms of however well Ashley Young has done, he's not, you know, just through age, really not the long-term option. So I would be wary about letting Cash sleepwalk out of the club by not giving him the opportunities. So I was glad to see him in the team and I thought he did all right. So, you know, I mean, the result may have been as expected, the way we got there probably certainly wasn't, but plenty of things to work on and plenty of things to remain positive about. But speaking of positivity and things to work on, will those opportunities be available to Villa in their next Premier League game at the weekend when we go to Goodison Park? to play Everton and Villa have had a new manager in Unai Emery a couple of months ago. Everton's new manager is of a more fresher vintage in Sean Dyche. Didn't get the opportunity to really bring any players in the transfer window, but you know, it's a tactic almost as old as time in terms of a new manager. First job, make the home stadium a fortress and pretty much that's what kept Everton up last year under Frank Lampard and Dyche is looking to repeat the same trick in terms of his opening game win at home to Arsenal last weekend win at home to Leeds so you know that Everton are going to be targeting this game against Villa as another three point opportunity for them in their fight against relegation and you know they'll be circling those games in the diary and they've got you know enough you would suspect to be able to get themselves away from danger at time of recording ahead of the weekend game they are one point above the drop zone on 21 is 16th West Ham 18th on 20 three points away from 14th although goal difference um, does play a factor. Although they're only seven points behind Villa, which you know is quite a quite a story 
in itself. So last season, Villa went to Goodison Park and got the three points. Will the same be happening again? I think it's going to be a battle at Goodison. It's you know always a game where you know you are going to be up against it. The fans are going to be really all behind the team, especially after the must-win game against Leeds last week. You know Leeds in the bottom three, only two points behind Everton, but you know it's those fine margins at the end of the season that can make the difference. But in terms of Everton, Sean Dyche seen as a safe pair of hands. Will he keep them up? He's got as good a chance as any. But will Everton fall into the Sunderland trap in the latter years of their Premier League existence, whereby the goalie manager kept them up and had to keep repeating the trick, it seems like, for you know the last three or four seasons that are in the league. And then eventually the rot was just too big. And you know, you've watched the Netflix documentary. When they fell, they fell big. And Everton, they've spent a lot of money and haven't got the best squad in the world. Not enough. Well, you're thinking in terms of, do they have enough? <laughs> they spent like half a billion quid on this squad. And you're thinking they don't have enough to go to make it competitive moving forwards. That's on the, the owners, I guess. But, you know, could they potentially be looking at a Sunderland situation in a couple of years? But that is minor speculation. And speaking of minor speculation, that leads us on to mindlessly speculating about what the score may be. And I think, unsurprisingly, if you would have asked the score prediction a month ago, before Everton had hired their new manager, before they had lost three in a row, it, it, it might be slightly different. And it may be slightly different for Mr. Trinity himself, <laughs> if you, you stay tuned for his prediction later on in the show. But for me, I think Villa just needs to try and, you know, just get some stability, you know, in terms of they've had two games in a week against, you know, top two teams in the league, perhaps not expecting too much from those games, but they've got a run of games, Everton, Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth, teams kind of in the bottom half of the table where you're expecting to try and get some points, really. So let's set aside what's happened in the last couple of weeks and, you know, try and get a good footing. And speaking of a good footing, I think a point's a good result or a result you take, you know, against Everton at the moment. You know, they're on, as I said, their home form is picking up. That's what they're going to focus on. They're going to see this game as a game where they would target for three points. They're going to throw a frink at it. But from a Villa perspective, defensively, you know, four, three, four in terms of goals conceded. So not the strongest at the back. So just trying to get some order in. I mean, credit of goals aren't too much of a, aren't the problem. <laughs> He's kind of keeping them out, which is why in terms of my prediction, I think both teams are going to score. And I think it's going to be a score draw. And I am going to go for 1-1. One, one for my prediction. You know, just kind of steady the ship a little bit and move on hopefully to bigger and better things in the weeks ahead. But speaking of moving on to bigger and better things, you are moving on right now to Mr. Trinity himself. He is going to be giving you his thoughts on the Arsenal game and his thoughts about Everton. So let's pass you over to him right now. Thanks, Baz. I'm not with you. I don't know why I'm thanking you. You won't listen back yourself. Anyway, you guys should. So, 
Buzz has touched upon his thoughts at the Arsenal game, and I'm not going to go over it too much. Um, Arsenal, in my opinion, were the better team. I didn't think that all of their players had to really up their game. Do I feel that the third goal should have counted? No. They were in Martinez's line of vision. And we've seen those goals not given. Plus, I'm a Villa fan, and the goal's been scored against us that was contentious. So, no, of course, I do not think that it should count. Um, the goals that we conceded were poor. The second one was the poorest for me. The first one, Mings is flicking to try and get away the danger. I don't think he can do too much more, really, um, in that moment, except for maybe heading forward. Um, then you've got the Zinchenko goal, his first goal for Arsenal from the edge of the box. Very similar to the goal that we conceded against Stevenage. Very disappointing to concede. And the last goal, you can understand that. But you can understand Unai Emery's frustrations as well. Unai is a man who, even if we'd have won that game, would have been frustrated by the goals that we conceded. He's He's got a long-term project here at the Villa. And you can tell that you can tell that he wants to do well, that he wants to restore us back to our former glories. Um, and to do that, you have to demand the best from people and get the best out of people. And he obviously doesn't feel that he is. The summer will be very interesting, to say the least. Will Tyrone Means be replaced now that he signed a new reported three-and-a-half-year contract? We've got Carlos back. Is he going to be starting in the coming games once he regains full fitness? Or does the manager have faith in concert and means? Because he doesn't seem to in Callum Chambers. The left-back and right-back situations will need addressing as well. It's a bit of hot potato regarding who's going to start. More so at left-back. As a right-back, Ash has been getting in ahead of Cash. The midfield is seemingly picking itself. Hard-working, industrious players who have the ability to create chances at any given moment. And Ollie Watkins is bang in form. He's taking on the goal-scoring mantle from Danny Ings. He just needs somebody up front with him to share the burden. And speaking of that, we look at Everton. I don't have too much to say about Arsenal. But Everton, who are on a, on a fine run of form with a couple of wins under Sean Dyche, we're going to Goodison Park again. To, to take them on and to see how we can fare against the Toffees. Now, you expect a low amount of goals, really, because they're not scoring too many. They're shoring up more than anything else. I think this season for Sean Dyche, it's very much a case of, well, let's get solid at the back. Let's stay up, which they're going to do comfortably. And then let's build on it from there. He acknowledges that they've got a lot of very good players. He's just not been able to, or previous managers just haven't been able to get the best out of them. Is he the man to do so? Well, it would certainly seem that he is. 
they're going to be dangerous at set pieces. Something that we're we're not the greatest at defending at the moment, and we've been shifting in a lot of goals. But you know what we always say here on Talk of the Trinity, and that is, if you're on a good run of form, don't play the villa, because we're the ones to come and break that up for you. If you've been winning, you'll get a draw or a defeat. However, if you've been doing rubbish, you're bound to be handed the three points by us. For me, this game is going to be one where we should let Everton attack us that bit more. We should sit back and defend. We should soak up the pressure. And in doing so, that will hopefully create gaps for counter-attacks where we can exploit them, where we can get between their midfield and defensive lines. Does Leon Bailey start this time? Does Jean Durand start this time? Why was Ollie Watkins taken off? Wally Hopkins. Ollie Watkins taken off in the last game. Questions to be answered. But who starts for you out of those? I mean, for me, you want John Durand. He's not scared of anything. Let him run at Tarkowski and Cody and see if they can keep up with him. Let him... Let him gazelle up the pitch and get his shots off. Let's get Ollie Watkins in there, as prolific as he's been recently. A man determined to get back into that England squad. Bubakar Kamara not had the greatest of games back-to-back. Well, not back-to-back. Well, back-to-back at Villa Park recently. He was... uh, He wasn't really in the game against Arsenal. And against Leicester, he made a couple of mistakes. Maybe that's playing on his mind. Would I keep him in the team? Yep, at the moment I would. i keep him and Dougie. Donk, you need a place on the bench still. We haven't forgiven you fully for Stevenage. But Donk is a very underrated player. Is that fair? How good is he? Is he a good squad player? Should he be sold? You see a lot of polls, not on our page, where fringe players or players who appear to be French players. There's questions after us. Let's sell him. Should we sell him? What do you think, Bill Evans? He doesn't play. Let's flog him and get some money in and bring in someone else. And then someone else will become a French player. And we'll ask if we should sell them. Maybe we do that sometimes. Um, further to that, you've got the wings. Philip Coutinho, nice goal against Arsenal. Does that do enough for him to keep his place? Can him and Emi Buendia be the wide players? Does John McGinn deserve to stay in the team? Does JJ make a start? Um, his first since injury. For me, I'd put John McGinn back in. Sean Dyche doesn't like him. He can shout something about his coat again if he wants to. And then we can have Philip Coutinho on the other side. That's who I would start. I know Wendy's been doing decently, but I have little Phil along with Guinea at this moment in time. The back four is a difficult one. Luke Dean would be my first choice at left back, along and inside him, Tyro Means, Esri Concer, and then on that right side, you've got to be thinking is this an area where we can hurt Everton? 
And if it is, who's the best player to hurt them? For me, you want Matty Cash overlapping when John McGinn cuts inside. And of course, in goal, despite his recent form post-World Cup heroics, you've got to go for Emmy Martinez. As I say, Everton will be a team who are dogged, who will want to dig their heels in, who will want to get a nice win. A slim win is what they'll be after. Any win will do for us. So score predictions, and I heard Bazzy's score predictions, and as always, he's negative. I don't care that he said 1-1. He is negative. Negative Baz. But don't worry, I ain't going to be negative for you. I think we're going to turn it around. And I think John Duran is going to be the man to do that. It's going to be Everton 1. Yes, of course they'll score. Aston Villa 2 with a late winner for the boys in Claret and Blue. Thank you for listening to this shortened podcast whether that's on Spotify, Google Deezer, Freezer Pleaser, Geezer Sneezer whether you're listening on Apple or any of the other podcast providers, whether you're watching on YouTube and you're disappointed that you've not seen our faces again we do appreciate all of the listens, all of the watches all of the likes, the comments as well, subscriptions. We'd really, 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 really appreciate a lot more subscriptions on YouTube, though we now appreciate that that really, 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 really sounds like begging as well. Maybe that's time for me to beg off. This weekend, will the Villa have a difficult time against those Dicky toffees, or will we finally come unstuck and get three points in the bag and continue our revolution under Unai Emery? As always, Baz is Villa Till He Dies. I'm Villa Till I Die. Cheers, Tar. Thank you very much. Up the Villa.